1: Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, Barbells and Bikinis with Amelia Skye. Hi, I'm your host, Amelia, and I am here with my good friend who goes by the name of Hannah Rose Fit on all, on all her social media platforms. Before we get started, if you guys enjoy this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe. Also, drop a comment or two below.
2: All right, Hannah,
1: thank you for coming on to my podcast. How thank you, you
2: so much for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I've never been on a podcast before, so this is super exciting for me.
1: Well, there's a first for everything, and before I even forget to say this, if you guys want to go follow my girl Hannah on her social media platform, go on to Instagram and follow Hannah Rose Fit.
2: Underscore. Under- fit. Oh. Don't underscore. forget the underscore. It's super important.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Hannah... Um, Tell us a little bit about your background, you know, how you got into fitness and what you do.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I don't really have a super intense story about how I got into fitness. I actually was always kind of into sports growing up. I kind of switched around with different sports. I was always just a very active child. Like I just loved playing outside and like my friends would come over and I would literally make us little like obstacle courses to do because I just loved being active. (laughs) So I think it was always just kind of in my blood. And then um, as I got older in high school and in college, I really started getting interested in the gym and in bodybuilding and into that sort of lifting style. Right. And then that's how I came across um, competing. And I looked at it like, wow, this, this seems really cool. And I kind of like got a little bit more interested in it. I started following more competitors um, through Instagram and social media and just got really, really into it because I'm a very competitive person. Yeah. So I wanted to do a sport, but I also wanted, I'm very competitive as far as like, I want to win. So with competing, (laughs) I feel like it's kind of all on you, whether you win or not. Um, It's not so much of like a team thing. So I really liked that aspect about it. And I thought that, like, wow, this is something I could be really good at. So I got super interested in it, and I decided to start competing. So Yeah,
1: it's the you versus you mentality, I like to think of it. Because it truly is, it's all what you put into it. And um, there's a lot of coaching and science behind the whole sport of competing, which I wanted to ask you a little bit more about um, your coaching, because I understand that you coached yourself through
2: all your preps, which I think is crazy I mean that's amazing so I when I first started out on my competing journey um, I knew that there's a lot of coaches out there I didn't really look too much into it but I did understand the fact that you should have a coach mm-hmm. when you do a competition and so I just looked up to a lot of people in the fitness industry at that time just people who were big on Instagram had millions of followers And, of course, I thought, this person has a shit ton of followers, so they're probably going to be a great coach. So I kind of hired uh, someone who wasn't the best coach. Um, Don't want to state names or anything, but I know a lot of girls go through that where their first experience isn't the best. So I already know a lot about um, just the science behind lifting and the body and all that stuff. I actually have a major in kinesiology. Oh, so so you studied it a little bit. Yeah. So I already kind of knew a lot about... I wouldn't say like competing because I'd never done it before, but I kind of knew like the basics about how doing that process kind of works. And I like to ask a lot of questions. And I felt like with this particular person who I decided to hire as a coach, when I asked all these questions, they wouldn't really give me answers. Like they just didn't really seem to care about me and my lifestyle. Right. They kind of, it seemed like it was a very, as they call it, cookie cutter type of program. Well,
1: yeah, because, um, be- I mean, for those that don't understand the aspect of hiring a coach for competing, having a coach is expensive. Yeah. So you're you're forking out, you know, hundreds, even thousands of dollars for a coach to tell you what to eat, tell you what to train and kind of guide you through your day as you are on your 12, 16 week prep, whatever you, you're, whatever you decide to do, everybody's a little different. But, um, so yeah, coaches, they have to, you got to really click with someone in order to make it work.
2: Yeah. A hundred percent. And I totally agree with that. Now looking back on it, I should have done my research. And I think it's super important when you are looking for a coach to find, just like you said, someone who you like vibe with, who you click with, because, This is someone that you're embarking on a journey with and you want to make sure that they have your absolute best interest in mind. Right. And they're not just giving you a program that doesn't fit into your lifestyle or really align with you and your goals. So uh, luckily for me, I mean, I kind of noticed that right off the bat with this particular person that I hired. Right. And it just wasn't working out. I didn't feel good about the situation. So I decided to just cut that off. And at this point, I was already, like, invested in the fact that I was doing a particular show. Like, I had a show date in mind. I had already started on that journey of, you know, doing the competition prep for the show. So I didn't want to just stop. And I kind of looked around for another coach, but I didn't really know a lot of people. And I didn't really know where to look. Like, I didn't really know, like all of that stuff. So right. I decided, you know what, I've been doing a lot of research. I've been watching a lot of other girls competing through YouTube and kind of just seeing what they did. And I was like, you know what, I feel like I could just do this myself. So, so you that's chose I to go
1: your own route. Yeah. So I was like,
2: you know what, this could be a fun little experiment. And I'm just gonna do it on my own and see how it goes.
1: So was there a particular resource you went to to answer all of your questions that you might have had or how did you go about that
2: yeah it's I mean it was this was wow almost three years ago now when I did my first competition prep but um yeah basically I I watched a lot of girls on YouTube um Nikki Blackadder Amanda Bucci Emily Hayden um Sam Paparo just a bunch of different competitors at the time and I would literally just like Spend every single waking moment just like (laughs) watching their videos and like what they did within their preps, right? And I wouldn't say copy that, but I kind of just use the information that they gave, and Mm -hmm. that was kind of like my research and like my resources for how um, I went about it. And then, of course, like I mentioned earlier. Um, I did have my bachelor's degree in kinesiology. So that helps a little bit with just knowing how the body functions, knowing how um, nutrition works and stuff like that. So I was able to use that to my advantage as well. And, you know, it's like competition prep. It's not easy, but right. it is a lot simpler than people think. So as long as you have the right system down – you know, you can, you can figure it out. So what are the
1: signs of having a good coach versus a bad coach? Because I know you said your, your first experience with your first coach and your only coach, I guess, technically didn't go as you wanted. Um, you said one of the warning signs was having a quote unquote cookie cutter, um, plan that she had given you. So what were some of the other red flags?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I would say the first red flag was um, I noticed literally the first day that I started this prep, um, basically started the plan that this particular coach had given me. I, I remember I was I was working at a serving job, and I was following, like, the meal plan mm-hmm. that I had been given, and I was just starving. Like, I felt like I was going to pass out. Really? I felt extremely lightheaded, and I was like, okay, this is so weird. Like, I don't understand why I'm feeling like this, you know? Like, was it the, the food she had you eating specifically, or was it just... Yeah, so I had looked back on the meal plan, and it was interesting because... I had received both my um, my calorie count and my macronutrient count for the day. So basically, the amount of protein, carbs, and fats that I was supposed to be having, right, with the calories that I was supposed to be having, which right. was it was like twenty three hundred calories. So it was a good amount. That's yeah. I shouldn't be feeling like faint on these calories. For someone you know? that
1: yeah, for someone that doesn't understand like calorie intake. Um, macronutrients are your protein carbs and your fats like Hannah mentioned but um, 2300 is a good amount of calories to be yeah having. it's
2: pretty normal I mean you know on nutrient labels and stuff like that they always say they always go off based off of like a 2,000 calorie diet which is pretty average mm-hmm. so I wasn't even eating like I wasn't even like technically cutting yet so I was right. like why am I feeling so faint but the interesting thing was although this person had given me, the macronutrients and calories I had also received a full meal plan stating like eat you know this many egg whites for breakfast and then eat this amount of almonds and like a cup of like it had so specific yeah it had a very specific meal plan but I think that was more of like a reference for like
0: other food choices Mm -hmm. or something
2: I'm not really sure but anyways I had been following the meal plan so what I did was I actually ended up inputting the meal plan that I was eating into my fitness pal which is an app where you can track your food and it'll tell you how many calories it equals out to and when I looked at the calories I was only like a thousand something calories wait like, so I so was like they no wonder match. yeah so that was like red flag number one like
1: so okay so from my understanding you thought or you, yeah, you thought you were supposed to be eating twenty three hundred calories a day, but then when you actually calculated everything out, it was a thousand.
2: Yeah, it was or a something. very yeah, it was a super low amount. It was somewhere maybe like thirteen hundred or something. But so it was it, she, she, she had the numbers up. off. Right, wow. so that was red flag number one. It kind of showed that like, okay, obviously, you know, this person maybe they did calculate my macronutrients, but and maybe I, it was a more of a misunderstanding of like this isn't necessarily the meal plan I should be following, but just an example. I'm not really sure, but like, it didn't match up. So I was like, okay, so what am I supposed to eat? Like, I didn't understand that at the moment. I was like, you know, am I, I remember emailing her the next day asking, you know, am I allowed to have the um, spinach feta wrap at Starbucks, because I would always stop at Starbucks before work and get my coffee, and sometimes I would be running, I wouldn't have time to make breakfast, and I thought that was a pretty healthy choice, you know, it has spinach in it, so it's it's a good choice. (laughs) It's got spinach, therefore it's healthy, let's do it. Right, so I had asked her if I could have that, and she responded saying something about like, it's okay for now, but you know, in a few weeks, we're going to have to cut that out because of the cheese. And I was like, okay, like obviously me not knowing anything about competition prep, I thought maybe like, oh, I guess cheese makes you not look good. I don't know. (laughs) So that was really interesting. Um, But anyway, she didn't
1: elaborate. She didn't. didn't She didn't
2: elaborate. And from a
1: from an athlete standpoint, who doesn't know, you know, the prep process, you want to know. Like I remember my first prep. I was always asking why to my coach. I felt like I would bug him. I was just like, why? Like, why? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? Yeah. And, and I remember him always telling me, like, ask away. Ask as many questions as you want. But, I, you know, and so then it opened the door of, okay, I feel wanted. Like, I feel like he wants to help me. But if, if you didn't, like, feel like she wanted to help you, no. I could see where it would be intimidating
2: to ask questions. A thousand percent. Like, I, I felt like I was – annoying her by asking all of these questions which is another red flag like being a coach myself I that's what kind of it I I knew I wanted to be in the fitness space some sort of trainer slash coach at the time right but that kind of helped prove to me even more that that's what I wanted to do because I had this bad experience Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that I was never like this to somebody else Mm because it just showed me like wow like I I don't feel like this person cares about me at all. Like, they don't – I'm kind of just, like, in the way type of thing. Which you should never feel that way with a coach. Like, you should always feel like you can ask them any questions, especially if you're doing a competition prep because it's so, so specific and it's so, like, involved that, like, your body is literally changing every day, especially the closer you get to the competition. And there's so many important aspects that go into it. And you should know, like – why are you doing things that you're doing? Like this is your body and your health that you're talking yes. about. So it's like really important for you to know why you're doing certain things and be okay with that. And, and make sure that like you, you feel okay about it because you don't want to just be doing things because someone tells you to, but you don't Absolutely. know why you're doing it. Like that's the most horrible feeling. Absolutely. So I definitely felt that way with her. Like I would ask her a lot of questions. Cause I was like, like you said, I was the same way. I was like, Why this? Why that? Like, you know, can I do it this way instead of that way? Like trying to make it work more towards my lifestyle. And I would say that's another really, really important red flag to take into consideration is if the coach isn't taking your lifestyle into consideration,
1: get rid of them. Get rid of them right away.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Because a lot of times, like for example, she had told me, do this amount of cardio, like in the morning and at night and like I would work really late where I worked and I wouldn't get off work till like 12 or 1am sometimes and I was like I don't want to be doing cardio after work so I asked her you know can I do it all in one instead of separating it and it was like I felt like I was doing something wrong by asking her that question like like no it had to be done this way but it's like she never took my lifestyle into consideration so that was like really annoying too, because it's Mm -hmm. like, well, I can't really make this work, but like, obviously I want to do it the right way. So like, yeah. So
1: what do you recommend to someone that's looking, if someone came to you and said, I'm looking for a coach, I need help finding a coach. What would you recommend? How would you, or how would you guide them to finding the right coach?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, by this point, since I've been in the industry for some time now, I feel like I kind of know um, just from experience, from being around coaches, meeting them in person, from Meeting other competitors and having my friends uh, as competitors with other coaches. Like, I've seen a lot more of it firsthand. Right. Whereas, you know, when you first start out, you don't know anyone in that competition world. Absolutely
1: not. So, (laughs) it is
2: a lot more tough. So, I would say, you know, just... From my own personal experience, I would personally recommend them to people that I knew that are good. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I would say just make sure to do your research, you know, find people in the sport already mm-hmm. that you know do well and just kind of ask them about their experiences, ask them... About um, who who they know um, or who they would recommend, and then even if someone does recommend a coach and says that they're a good coach, like interview the coach. Like it's it's kind of like both ways. Like even though you are hiring the coach, like and the coach has to like accept you or whatever. Yeah, like it's still that's important. a good way to put it. Actually, right? It's still a, it's like an interview. It's like a job exactly. interview. You know, you are hiring this person. Um, you're kind of putting your life into their hands. So Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that not only do they know what they're talking about, and they're very knowledgeable in the sport and in the health and fitness space, but you need to make sure that you also vibe with them. You know, like we were talking about earlier, you want to build a connection, you want to have that connection with them. And you want to make sure you can trust them. And you can tell them anything because Mm -hmm. it's it's a long journey that you go through and there's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of points where you're probably going to be bawling your eyes out and wanting to give up. <laughs> and so you want to make sure this is someone who makes you feel good about yourself, who right. builds you up, who you feel like comfortable right. with sharing like those moments with and you don't like want to hide them because you need to be in close contact with with your coach and so you want to make sure that it's someone that, you know, makes you feel good.
1: So how did that show go that you were originally prepping for with your coach and then decided to go your own way and coach yourself? How did you end up how did that experience end up um turning out?
2: Yeah, I'm really glad you asked. Cause I like I feel like I light up when I talk about this. <laughs> I can like, tell the smile was, on your face right now. <laughs> yeah, it was literally the best day of my life. I'm so happy with my decision because not only did I learn so much about myself, but not to brag or anything, but I mean, I actually... Brag away, girl. Brag <laughs> away. I actually ended up winning the overall, so ah, that's basically... so exciting. I, I mean, <laughs> I knew that because I'm, like, your good friend, but yeah. for those
1: that don't know, this girl is a really hard worker. Um, mm-hmm. I, even from the short amount of time that I have known Hannah, she is truly
2: dedicated to the sport so and taking overall
1: at that show that you coached yourself
2: yeah so it was it was crazy I literally went into the show and obviously like I mentioned earlier I'm super competitive so um when I went into my first competition I was like you know I'm gonna fucking win like I was like I'm in this to win this I know a lot of girls want to compete just, like, for fun or, like, check it off their bucket list or, you know, they just want to do it for the experience. But I was like, no, like, right. I am going to do this and I'm going to do it right and right. I'm going to give my all into it. And, so and ended
1: I'm going to cut you off. Um, for those that don't know what the overall is, I know you said you won the overall. you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, how yeah. How you got there, what the process is to actually win the overall title.
2: Yeah, totally. Um, So the overall basically <laughs> – Again, not to brag, but it means <laughs> you're the best in the entire show. So, so how the competition works is there's different um, categories. So I competed in bikini, um, which is like the I guess the lowest category as far as there's like bikini figure and then so body so building. yeah, bikini
1: is um, females with muscle but still feminine muscle, whereas. It kind of goes up the ladder. Then figure, there's females with a little bit more muscle mass to them. So bikini would be, I mean, I don't want to say like the lowest because it's not like it's like. Yeah,
2: it's. I don't know how to explain it. It's just the most uh, I guess like the the most athletic. A lot of people think that it's, you know, a bikini bodybuilding is like, oh, you're like these huge girls and it's like <laughs> we actually have the I guess you could technically say the least amount of yes, muscle. There we um go. it's just more based on an overall aesthetic look yes. whereas like figure would be the next level up which is it's more based on, you know, just having a bigger, bigger figure. Bigger frame, yeah. Yeah, it's like a little less natural looking. So bikini is very feminine. It's like a beauty, like more about like a beauty pageant, like right. bodybuilding thing. So anyways, so um, within the bikini division, it's divided into different height categories. So based on your height, um, you're divided – you're like judged in um, your height category – and then all the winners of each height category are judged against each other. So, if you like say like you win your height category and you're in I think I was in like E or something and I won E, so then Yeah, they
1: divide them off usually A, B, C, D, E depending right. on the, how big the show is. They they split the height different, the height categories up basically. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. So then all of the winners of each height category are compared next to each other. And then the winner of that is the overall winner, the overall champion. So yeah. like you So and then there was two different categories within the bikini division. There was novice and um, uh, open. What's novice? So novice is basically anyone who has never won a trophy before. Oh. So it can most of them are girls that have never competed before. Okay. Um, but some girls have competed before, but they might've gotten like fifth or sixth place. So they didn't get a trophy. Right, so right. as long as you haven't placed, you're able you're to compete in, 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 in novice. the novice. So I did both cause anyone can do open. So I did both novice and open to just get more stage time. And I actually won the overall in both. Category. The so. open is
1: is girls that could uh, that have won that haven't won. Like you said, anybody can enter the open
2: category. Yeah, exactly, okay, exactly. Okay. So open is like everyone. That's yeah. why it's called open. So that's amazing. Yeah. So, so it was like just the craziest thing, mm-hmm. and just to know, like, ugh, my heart, like, oh. my heart is so happy talking about it. I because can it's tell like,
1: the, the smile on your face <laughs>
2: right now
1: is <laughs> yeah. so good. That's amazing. That I mean, you coached yourself you took the overall title at your very first show like that, that's a huge accomplishment. So yeah. And that's it's amazing. like, I didn't
2: even know like, if I was gonna like the sport. I mean, I enjoyed the process. But you know, I heard from other girls, like sometimes you get up there and you just realize like, it's not your thing or whatever. Yeah. But like, yeah. I just felt so like in my element on stage. And I was just like, doing my walk and like rocking it yeah. and I just like felt like I was just like glowing up there and I, and think I can tell talking to lot. you
1: that you know it's your thing it's it's your sport it's your calling it's what you love to do so that's that's awesome um yeah we are amazing. gonna we're gonna take a short break though right now and then we will be right back at you all right sounds good Alrighty, we are back with barbells and bikinis with Amelia Sky. I am your host Amelia and I am back with My good friend and NPC athlete Hannah, and also before we get started, if you guys enjoy this podcast, please do me a huge favor and rate, review, and subscribe. Maybe drop a comment or two. It would mean so much to me. Your guys' support is unreal, so thank you. But welcome back, Hannah. Thanks so much again for being on my podcast. Thank you. Happy to have you.
2: Thank you. It's so fun. Yeah.
1: So um, before the break, we talked a little bit about Hannah's competition journey and how she had a coach and then didn't have a coach because she wanted to go her own way and coach herself, which is insane. She won the overall title at her very first bikini competition. So um, now that we're back, I wanted to talk to Hannah a little bit more about what she's up to now as um, and if she's prepping for any more shows down the road. So Hannah, if you want to walk us through a little bit what your life is like as of right now and kind of what your nutrition your workouts
2: are is and it, and if you're on prep or not for a show let's <laughs> yeah, hear it yeah yeah totally so I ended up, after that first show, I was on freaking cloud nine. I was like, I'm ready to do another competition. Heck yes, as you should. Yeah, it was just the best. So I ended up doing a second show. um, I think it was like three weeks later after that. Just another regional show um, in San Diego. Okay. And that one was really fun. I got second at that show. So that was... Not as good of an experience as getting the overall, but it was still still a lot of fun. second place is so... Yeah, I came home with another trophy, so that was awesome. And then after that, I was like, okay, I'm good. Like, I'm ready to indulge in all the food. So I took some time off and then um, ended up competing the next summer in a national show, which is basically the next level up in the competition world. So you have to start at a regional level, which is kind of just doing a show in your area And then if you place – I think now they change it. It's, like, first or second place. I think
1: it's – yeah, you have to win second or first to be able to qualify for the national level show.
2: So you get qualified, and then you have, like, a whole year, I think, where you're qualified and you're able to compete in a national show, which I think there's, like, seven shows or something like that throughout the year um, all over the country. So I competed at the national level. Um and I actually placed top five in my first national show, which was super exciting. And that's a huge accomplishment too. I, um Yeah, it was a lot more competitive at yes. that level. A lot, yeah, it was it was crazy, but it was so much fun. Um so then basically after that, I just competed in a couple more national shows. Ended up doing six shows within the course of like two and a half years. Oh
1: my gosh, six shows? Yes, that's a yeah. lot. And for anybody unfamiliar with the sport, um, Taking a break from competing is the best thing you can do for your mind and your body. I know for me personally, I did two shows back to back in 2017 and I still have not stepped on stage since. I am stepping on stage for the first time since 2017 here in um, June. So I took about, it'll be about a two year, just shy of two years for me in an off season. So that's crazy
2: that you did six shows within that. Wow. I was like hooked. I was addicted. And even though I did take time off in between, um, I don't think it was ever like a long enough time off. Like it would be around like five months or so. And then I would just always have in mind the next prep I was going to do. So even in my off season, I was already, like having the the thought process of, oh, I'm starting prep. And, you know, at oh, this time, so you were just wanting to go, go, go. Right, right, right. So I think just having that mindset, it honestly wasn't the best because I would kind of be either at one extreme or the next. So I would either be in the extreme of prepping or the extreme of not prepping and just kind of saying, fuck it. And like eating what I wanted and like, not that I was, like, getting super fat or anything, but, like, I was still doing, like, doing the fitness thing. But right. just I just didn't really care because right. I was like, oh, let me just get it out of my system before I have to prep again. So you know? you'd almost
1: kind of binge eat, it sounds like.
2: I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that I had, like, I never had, like, a binge eating problem, but I would definitely, like eat things that I probably wouldn't normally want, but knowing that I wasn't going to be able to eat those things, like when I started prep and made me just like want to eat them. Like, (laughs) oh, like let me go drive through McDonald's. It's kind of like when your mom tells you not to do something, it makes you want to do that much more. A thousand percent. Sorry, mom, I love you, but. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. So I feel like just having that mindset of being so restrictive and knowing that, I was going to be restricted at a certain point in time. It was like, okay, let me just get everything out of my system before I can't. Even though like that's not really how I normally would eat anyway. Right. It's like it was just a weird like mind. Well thing yeah, when you're held on. back
1: from that from that long, I mean, gosh, like you were on prep, it sounds like for these shows back to back. And like I said, like I can't imagine that. I didn't I didn't ever go that route because I wanted to let my mind kind of be at peace for a little bit and and learn the quote unquote I guess normal way of life again, not on a competition prep, which is the best thing that I personally could have ever done. Like I that's honestly one of the biggest things I would tell people wanting to compete is take enough of an off season to where you learn to love yourself both on your season and off because you're obviously your physique's
2: gonna be different. From yeah. When you're competing and not so you yeah. Gotta, you got to love life both ways. Right. And I didn't realize this actually until probably like a few months ago. Um, I actually started a prep for a competition. I was planning to do this June, and I realized, you know, like a couple months into it, that I just my heart wasn't in it. You know, right. and it was it was a really really hard time for me. It was it was. Uh, a hard thought to have because like, you know, like I've mentioned in this whole podcast, like this is something I'm so passionate about and I love competing. Like I love being on stage. I love the grind and the just constant like discipline of prep and I just love everything about it. Right. But in this particular prep that I was doing recently, like I just didn't feel I didn't feel the same like right. I was kind of just like annoyed with it I felt stressed. I, I know like, because
1: um yeah I'm, I'll never so I'll never forget the day that Hannah actually literally just sent me a text you know because Hannah and I are, are good friends um but <laughs> she sent me a text basically just hey I'm not on prep anymore like I just decided it's not the time for me and my heart was just like wait what so I picked up the phone. <laughs> And I called her and I said, Hannah, wait, what? what's going on? And she's just like, Amelia, like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not 100% there. And I I fully supported Hannah because I'm like, yo, like, I mean, as an athlete myself, I, I'm i 100% committed. Like, I want to compete so badly again, which is why I'm prepping again. But you can't do the sport and do well at it if your mind is not there. And as Hannah stated earlier, she's a very competitive human being, which is definitely okay um some people do this sport and they just do it for the experience and they don't really care how they place which is a-okay as well but um that wasn't you know what Hannah's goals were she wants to do the sport and do well so I I was just like wow like when you texted me that I was like wait hold up what am I hearing this correctly and then uh, we
2: talked it out and yeah she was basically just like I'm not there, you yeah. know? Yeah, and it's it's really crazy because, you know, the more I talk about it, the more I realize it really was such a big decision, and I kind of, like, just decided it and moved on with my life, but, like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, whoa, like, this is actually – I feel like I'm kind of shifting my identity because – for the past couple years, like, my identity has been a competitor. Like, mm-hmm. even, like, on social media, like, just to myself, to others, like, it's like that's what they know me as because I've been competing for, you know, a couple of years and I've been doing really well at it. Like, I coach myself. Like, that's always, like, people know me as, like, a competitor. So, to kind of step away from that and be okay with not having that as my title and right. – wanting to be more than just a competitor. It's, it's really hard and it's, it's a hard shift to make, but I realized that, you know, I don't have to be this person that, that people think I am, or this person that maybe like I have been in the past. Like I can, I can still be a competitor, but I can also be other things as well. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, um, if you guys are not following Hannah, go check her out on Instagram and scroll back a little bit. You'll see her competition photos. You'll see that gorgeous freaking body that she worked so hard and coached herself with. Um, and And now look at her. I mean, she's, you know, she's now has her own online coaching business. So I think, Am I right? Like, that's where your identity is now, is you're more focused on, okay, I want to grow an empire, like, I yeah. want to do this, I want to help other
2: women learn to love exactly, themselves. Exactly, exactly. And and that's something that really kind of um, made me make this decision, too, because I really started focusing on building my online business, and I've actually been a personal trainer for... Uh, ever since I graduated college, kind of like off and on, I was personal training at different gyms. Um, right. But honestly never really felt like it was it was something I wanted to do and I thought, okay, maybe I'm just not meant to be a trainer. But I think it's just more of like the in-person style didn't really fit with me or align with me. Um, right. to be honest, I don't like being on other people's time. <laughs> I like having my own schedule, Fair enough. so you know, I started the whole online fitness coaching thing and I really just got super passionate about that and the same passion that I used to have towards competing, I realized that same passion was going into building my online fitness coaching business and just really giving to my clients and really helping other girls just be confident in themselves, be confident in their bodies and just really like freaking slay at life because like I know that through my own fitness journey, like – Like, competing really helped me gain confidence, but not because of the way that I looked, but because I was able to just conquer the day every single day, conquer my goals, and, like, constantly be working towards something bigger than myself. And so that's kind of more of the message that I want to get across to other women is – and I feel like that doesn't necessarily have to be through competing. And I don't want girls to look up to me and say, oh, she's a competitor. I want to be like her, so I have to be a competitor too. Because honestly, it's it's not a sport that should be taken lightly. And no. it's, it's definitely very, very extreme. It's an
1: extreme sport, I was just about it to is. say. And so. fitness
2: can be a lot more than that, you know. Like fitness should be way more than just being a competitor. Uh-huh. So I wanted to fully you know, get that message across. And in order to do that, I felt like I had to live that lifestyle myself. Yeah. Um. Do you, do you ever see yourself going back to the stage or do you have a plan to compete again? Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, I'm not one of those people that's like, well, I'm just done competing and that's that. Like, I just realized it's not the right time right now. Like I said, my heart wasn't in it. Right. But I still do have a heart for it. Like, even just seeing you going through your prep, <laughs> honestly, it makes me so excited. Oh, like I'm, like, living it for the both of us. Yes. I feel like I'm, like, living through you in your prep. And, like, it really does make me super excited, super happy. Like, whenever I think about competing again like I just get like that fire inside my soul and so, so it's still there it's just you need a right break. exactly I think you know like like we were talking about like it's you do have to take long off seasons yes. because I think I'm just burnt out honestly like just doing the same type of lifting all the time yeah. eat, eating habits like tracking macros like it, yeah, yeah it gets really repetitive I mean-
1: um. yeah, the lifestyle on a competition prep versus off of a competition prep is so drastically different. And, you know, when you're in that caloric deficit, when you're on a prep, like
2: you're burning more calories in the day than you are consuming, you know? Yeah, and- totally. And I also just felt like I couldn't really enjoy life. Like I never really gave myself a good time to just enjoy life and not have that prep in mind or the fact that like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do these certain things in the summer because I'm going to be on prep. Like, right? it's just, I, I don't want to miss out on activities. And I just, I'm not in that mentality right now where I want to be obsessed with it. Like, I just want to be able to enjoy life, do what I want to do and just honestly, like learn how to live a balanced, healthy lifestyle because yeah. it's actually a lot harder than following like an extreme diet because when you're working towards doing a show you have a particular goal in mind and so mm-hmm. you're able to you know each day you're like okay these are the things I have to do this this it's a that. full-time job it really because is
1: preparing for a show is a full-time job so yeah it, it's a thousand percent
2: tough. and then kind of like I think I was always afraid of not having that structure and I felt like oh if I prep then like it'll help me get my shit together. It'll bring me structure. It'll bring me like a, uh, you know, routine and everything, but it's like, but that's like
1: all you knew, you know, exactly. where, where right. From my standpoint, because I took such a long off season, I knew how to get that balance back when I wasn't on prep for a show. Yeah. So I would, I, I would, that's why I, like I said, like I recommend every single athlete who does compete to take some sort of an off season, and I would say take it for at least six months, even go a year. I mean, it's it's such an extreme you're putting your body through. So to learn that balance on and off of a season is what you should do.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. And you know, that's kind of something that I'm working on right now. Is as crazy as it sounds. Like, cause people probably look at me and they're like, "Oh my God, you're so fit!" Like all these things, but it's like You are you actually look so good. Thank you. Thank you. But like living a balanced lifestyle like you were saying, it's it's difficult, you know, yeah. if you don't have a set routine for yourself or you know, if you're not working towards a particular goal, it can be hard to really stay motivated. Right, right. So that's just something that I kind of want to work on on my own. And like, I've been getting into just other avenues of fitness besides bodybuilding. Like, I've been doing... Handstands! uh, Handstands, (laughs) yes. I've been learning how to do handstands.
1: Handstand queen now. I've been, you know, (laughs) watching this girl grow. I mean, she
2: always was envious of people that could do handstands. And now she's finally doing handstands. Yes, I'm learning. And it's something that I've always wanted to learn to do. And like I said, you know, it's like, I'm kind of just using this time to just explore other areas of fitness. Like there's not only there's not just like one way of fitness. And I feel like I've mastered like competing. I've mastered that. So now it's like, I want to go into other areas of fitness and master other things like you know, like I said, handstands. I want to do more yoga. Like, just just other things. Like, I want to go on more hikes and not have to worry about, like, oh, does this count for, for my cardio for the day? Like... <laughs> so particular. Yeah. yeah. I just want to, like, live a healthy lifestyle exactly. because it makes me feel good and exactly. not because I have to get certain things done for the prep. You know right. what I'm saying? So... Well, that's... That's crazy. I mean, your
1: your journey like like I said like I haven't known you for that long. I mean, it feels like I've known you forever know. because we just really clicked but I mean, your journey's been so, so cool, and I, I first, so I met Hannah, you guys, in the locker room at Gold's Gym here in Venice <laughs> At
2: Beach. the gym, of course. Literally, I think
1: you were, what, three weeks out from a show? I don't even know, <laughs> You were You were so <laughs> shredded, and I remember I just went up to her, and I just said, you look so good. You must be on prep for a show, and of course, you know, she was, and she said, yeah, I, I am, and then we, that's how we started talking, yeah. I think, because you know, I was just like, wow, her body is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, you guys definitely Thanks. need to go um, check her out. But yeah, so we're gonna wrap this episode up. But I'm so glad. Thank you so much for coming on oh, to my thank podcast. You.
2: I'm so honored to be on here and just share my journey with everyone. And yeah, so it's, it's really fun to talk about and just, you know, like reminisce in those moments. So right.
1: if you guys have any questions, feel free to Go follow Hannah on Instagram. You want to say your Instagram name? One yeah. More time? So it's uh, Hannah Rose underscore Fit. Perfect. So guys, go follow her up. She's a beautiful human being, um, inside and out. She's awesome. She's got a good story, a good journey behind her. So thank you so much, Thanks, Hannah. Babe. All right, guys, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast again. That would be so kind of you guys. I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning into. Barbells and Bikinis with Amelia Skye.